As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Julie Montague, and this is American Viscountess. I'm spending the day visiting the stunning grade one listed gardens at Eiford Manor in Southwest England. The gardens have developed over the past 100 years from the vision of Harold Pito, who lived here in the early 20th century. And in 2016, our dear friends, William and Marianne, were handed the reins to lead Eiford into the future. One of the gifts that I think my mother gave us was, um, and bear in mind, she took over after 50 years prior, um, was to say, essentially, to leave a spinning chair in the office. She sort of pretty much just went. And she said to me, I remember very vividly, she said to me, I know I'm gonna hate a number of things that you do, but do it anyway, because you need to run at it. You need to go at it just as I did. And I think that was an amazing gift. It meant that Marianne and I could really start to make the changes that we felt were necessary. Eiford has been welcoming visitors since 1910, when Harold Pito was in the midst of transforming the Georgian Gardens into a glorious celebration of all the places he had visited. And now, with the completion of one of William and Marianne's first projects, visitors can enjoy the wonderful food in the new restaurant and cafe, which is run by amazing head chef, Jack Brewer. Hello. Hello. Oh, look, um, a little posy of pansies. Yeah, because I, I hear we're making sort of cakes and maybe some tea sandwiches, but I thought we could put some edible so flowers much. on them. Is, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Is, Thank is you that, so is much. Is that enough? No. <laughs> but we can, I, I've bought some in as well, so okay. we can make, we'll, okay. we'll use these, I promise you. I've never made a proper afternoon tea before. Have you not? Okay, well, <laughs> here we go. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, so let's go through and now uh, wash hands. Yeah, let's do that, okay? So, I mean, you know, we all know how to wash our hands <laughs> really well now. 
This is where your station's going to be. Oh, great. And we're making a little nod to the Japanese garden, uh, the Pito garden. So there's some yuzu in here, which is a lovely tropical juice. Um, so I've mixed up some yuzu and cucumber mm. and cider vinegar, and then chive butter. Oh my goodness. And then we've got this spread on here on very plain white bread, the cheapest bread you can buy. <laughs> it's true, so it's, but it's the, they make the best sandwiches, yeah. they really yeah. do. Then you're folding this over, and then we're going to cut them beautifully. So we're going to be cutting um, just into three samples like this, and then okay. we're putting onto the plate here. Okay. Right. Okay. That's your brief. That that's my brief. You're making okay. one sandwich. This is like me. quite an extravagant, beautiful, aren't they? Tea sandwich here. I'm I can't wait to taste it. I'm gonna just tell William and Marianne that I made the whole thing. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. And <laughs> then we'll dress them with edible flowers. So, so I'm gonna so fold it over. Fold it over, and then you're cutting off the. the okay. Don't know whether our parents okay. will be very happy with us doing this, cutting okay. off the crusts, and let's be good for so you. So all the crusts. All the crusts, really neatly. And the whole thing about afternoon tea, in my opinion, is it's really precision. Oh it's beautiful, beautiful food. Jack, I don't know if you know this, but the family that I married into actually invented the sandwich. Did they? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, they'll be so proud of you today. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. You'd think that I would know how to make tea sandwiches. Yeah. But the sandwich that the fourth Earl was, well, invented and it was named after him was actually, you know, in one sense, you know, roast beef between two pieces of bread and it became the sandwich, the lunchtime sandwich that we all know. Not, not, not yeah. this. No, this is something completely different. Yeah. yeah. And it is, and it's, it's such a treat to go out for afternoon tea. Every American, I'm certain, that has visited, you know, Britain has come here to have yeah. their afternoon tea. We just don't have the same wonderful you know, tradition. Top cutting Was that? there. Yeah, wonderful. Top now cutting. turn it round again. Okay. Super. Yeah. And then cut it into three, so you've got equal sizes. Okay, equal sizes. I mean, I have known chefs to measure. Oh my sandwiches. goodness. I know, it's that, it's that much of an art okay. skill. Okay, yep, so right, what do you think? That's, that's good, we'll go with that. Perfect. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so if we just, then if you just kind of turn them up on this side, so that they feel, so that you can actually see the, Ah, the okay, this one I have to just do quick. Yeah, don't tell anybody. Okay, so turn them up like this. That's super. <gasps> oh my goodness! See how beautiful that looks. Yep. I'm gonna turn. And then we're up. just gonna you're just going to drape the tendrils, the little pea shoot tendrils, over. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Okay, I'm just making sure it's yeah, that's her top okay. work. Absolutely wonderful. Well, well done. So this one's okay. Okay, there we yep, go. Well done. Beautiful. Like this? Yes, well yeah. done. Oh Top my work. gosh. Well, I'm learning from the best. <laughs> so that is Thank true. You. Right, now we're going to decorate some cakes. Okay, let's go. With my, with my edible with flowers. With your edible flowers. <laughs> let's do it. So here we are in the bakery now. And uh, this is a chance to go crazy. Mm. I've made a clementine and almond syrup cake. Ooh. with its, So before it was um, ganached, I made um, like a a drizzle for it, right. lemon and orange and sugar. Okay. Which when the cake came out of the oven, I just washed it over, kept washing it over so it filtrated into the, the cake. So it's like, it makes it not heavy. It's a very light cake, but it makes it so delicious. I mean, and moist. Okay, I'm just gonna ask you this question because obviously I'm not a baker, I'm not a chef. But ganached. Great word, isn't it? I know. What does really, ganache mean? Really <laughs> ganache means so you melt chocolate, dark cacao, yeah. and butter together. Then you add some honey and cognac in there. 
cheeky. Oh. Um, and then it gives it the most beautiful glaze, which oh is really lovely. Goodness. That's a ganache. So it's been ganached. Ganache? <laughs> this has been ganache already for you, Julie. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's my new favourite word. If we move <gasps> to the flowers. So we have your lovely bunch. And this is where you knock yourself out. These are beautiful. They're gorgeous, aren't they? So we've got another little surprise, which we're going to be using the pink palette, which I was talking to you about. How <gasps> wonderful! Yes. How wonderful you match. <laughs> Thank you. Great, isn't it? You knew. And then the orange is going to go beautifully with the, the cake yes. here. So I think it's over to you. Okay. So I'm going to pick. You want to get a little bit of kind of height in there and. Ah, and facing out. Exactly. That looks amazing. Some I've got some little nasturtium flowers, uh, sorry, leaves that you could actually pop on if you so wanted would you to. So would you put it on top? Do you see how I've just put it on top there yeah, or no? Yeah, I would. Yeah, no, definitely. That's too big. Anything goes. Anything goes. Okay. Like that. I think that's stunning. Really? I think you've done a fantastic <gasps> job. Okay, well, thank you. All right, what's up next? Oh. An angel cake. Oh my Which oh is my just the lightest thing you'll ever eat. In the middle of the cake, yes. you've got raspberries and blueberries. So when you cut into it, they tumble out, or they should do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's the plan. I'm sure growing up in America, yes, angel cake, yeah, right? it's a thing. It's an American. That's why I did okay. it. It's oh an my gosh. <laughs> it's an American like, recipe. I'm sure America, we'd have angel cake, so you did it yeah. on behalf of I did. the token American. <gasps> yeah, it's and it's a, it's a showstopper. It really I mean, is a showstopper. Beautiful. So, in a nod to what you're wearing, which I didn't actually know, and the raspberries, etc., knock yourself okay. out with no, the... Uh, I'm going to go pink vibes, yeah, right? Definitely, so, I definitely think pink is the way here. Okay, and go. just sort of like... You put it anywhere you like. I mean, it's not quite nice to have a sort of a bit of a sweep dress, you know, just dress the cake. Okay, but basically. avoid the raspberries. Okay, I really need like no, 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 guidance can, I mean, here. there are raspberries inside, so if you want to take them off, I just put them on there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, I'm going to kind of like go like that, maybe. I don't know. Fix Beautiful. it. Jack, you need to fix what I'm, you know, <laughs> what I'm doing I, here. Look at that. I feel like this leaf. Yeah, it might. Yes. Yeah, see, what you can also do, what I just... Just pick off the petals. Seems like a bit of an ouch moment, but they look really pretty <gasps> just drizzling over the top. Just, oh. I mean, beautiful. It's okay, just beautiful. It's such a lovely colour anyway. It is beautiful. You could not find your outfit better as well. I'm I know. So darn I somehow knew. <laughs> look at this. There you go. Okay, there. You see, I think now, it's a work of art. I, I do too. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The cloister, built in 1914 in the early medieval Romanesque style, is a grade two listed building. B2 
being here, you feel like you're stepping back in time to the sun-drenched hills of Tuscany. It's a building which represents a number of things, but essentially, as we came in, there was this inscription, The Haunt of Ancient Peace. It's from a poem by Alfred Lord Tennyson, uh, The Palace of Art. It's well worth a read. It's, um, it's all about creating a space that's very sacred to you personally. And this is this sacred space for Harold Peter. He creates it and places in it his objects that he treasures the most, that mean the most to him. And also it creates a sense of peacefulness, ancient peace. Interesting set of words. It is interesting. Ancient peace is this idea that it's been here longer than we have, that we are just newcomers, that this is the, the, the standard status here is peacefulness. We're the kind of aggressor into that. We're trampling on that, right. potentially. So, right. so beware, traveller, that you need to respect the awesome ancient peace that exists. And, and this is that space. Just a couple of years after William and Marianne took on Eiford, they were faced with an unbelievably daunting problem. The spectacular building was in grave danger of disappearing into dust. One problem we had in this building is that, as with all these buildings that Pito put up, he didn't put a foundation under it. So we have a 100mm, 4-inch foundation on pounded fuller's earth. Fuller's earth is a really expandable clay. So in the dry weather, we didn't have rain here for six months in 2018, so it collapsed the clay layer and the building was nearly lost. Oh so, my goodness. So it was quite a challenge. We took out everything from this all the way around to the far corner over there and it was... Um, it was quite everything. a job. Yeah, pretty much. So everything below the arches. And it was pinned with steels to hold the roof up. Everything was taken away, numbered, you know, stone yep, by stone. Yep. And then we dug down by hand, no machinery in here, of course, you can't get in. No, 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 of course. Um, and took out the fuller's earth, replaced it with a concrete foundation, built it back, numbered stones, replaced the columns in their right orientation, resized, etc. Oh my goodness. And then, of course, we, we um, took the scaffold away, and that was the terrifying moment. The engineer right. just Is came and did it on a Sunday evening without anyone <laughs> knowing, actually. And hopefully, that gives it's... it a sense of yep. continuity for the future, which is, of course, the sustainable approach that we're all trying to come up with for our heritage. Absolutely, but you know, I know that you also won the Historic Houses Restoration Award. We did, it was very generous of them in, to give it In 2020, us. because how long did this take? This well, work? this was an eight month project. Right. We finished in March of 20, but of course the judges couldn't visit right. yeah. during COVID. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so that award was made this year and it was very generous of them to give it to us. I'm sure the, the other projects were magnificent, but I think this was so technical so yes. challenging for people to understand how to deal with an, a fully arched structure. There's no lintels in this building at all. It's entirely arches. So if you move something, everything else moves. And that was the great challenge. So, right. so I think the engineers should really get the credit for this. The workmen, the craftsmen, they always give the prize to the wrong people, don't they? You know, the guy just commissions the work. But, but ultimately, okay. this is about the amazing work of yeah. the people who built it. Absolutely. And, and definitely well-deserved. I mean, absolutely. Because you're right, it is that technical. <laughs> it's not like anything's changed as far as the restoration. But we also have to remember that restoration doesn't just mean, you know, stripping things back, yeah. revealing something else. It means making sure that this stay standing for future generations. Absolutely, and that is the whole point of creating the restaurant, the cafe that you've seen when you're with Jack, of creating all of those spaces to create some sort of revenue that will enable the gardens to survive long into the future. These places shouldn't be parasites of no. a community or the, the people who live in them. They should be living and breathing in, in, engaged with their community, and that's what we seek to do over the next 10, 20, 30 years, so that Horatio, hopefully, or his brother or sister or whatever, can want to inherit this 
and yes. see it as a real positive benefit to their lives. Yeah. I mean, it seems like such a silly thing to say when you live in such a beautiful place. But actually, you can wake up in the morning. You know this. You wake up oh. in the morning and you think, oh, which tree's fallen over oh. today? Yeah. Actually, or which leak? Right. Which leak <laughs> am I going to deal yeah. with today? Actually, it's, it's about creating an environment where there is the funds available, where there are the funds available to fix the leaks, to sort the trees out, to make it sustainable for the long-term future. That's really the point of conservation heritage. Now, of course, you round the corner, and then suddenly you have this view to the valley beneath. And I think this is the reserved secret right for the end of the visit that Harold Pito wants you to see. Do you see the weir on the river? Yeah, absolutely. It's the, the source, I think, of that ancient peace, that sense that this has been continuously flowing. It's never quiet in the Eiffel Valley. No. You always hear this white noise. And white noise attenuates other things in the distance. It makes things calmer. You know, you put white, white noise to get your kids to sleep. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. So it's all of that. And it's that sense of positive energy of the movement of water. And I think that's at the heart of what absolutely. the ancient peace is. Absolutely. Wonderful. How spectacular. And now <gasps> it's time for tea. I 100% agree. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm certain Harold Pito would be overjoyed that his gardens have been revived and nurtured by the Cartwright Hignets. And soon, a new baby will join William's family to enjoy growing up in this magical place. We've got the whole family here. Very exciting. <laughs> Very, and I'm sure your bump is gonna want some cake. Oh, I would think sugar Tea? is always popular in right. bumps, isn't it? I, cannot believe this spread. But I do love egg mayonnaise, which I would say the American way, I'm afraid, is egg salad. Um, yeah, we say egg salad. I cannot resist the chocolate and the edible flowers, so I am going to <laughs> die straight into that. The whole point of an angel cake is that it should tumble forth yes, upon entry. It is it worth finding a knife? Thank you. Okay. And I feel Judy should do it. I, I feel so. so. She dressed it so beautifully. Gosh, I'm very nervous. Right. All right, Jack, I'm gonna. Good luck. I'm gonna make a dent. Number one. <laughs> oh my goodness. This. I hope I've done justice to America. I, I, I. Oh my. You're right. What's inside? It's so like. I'm just gonna make sure I get my nice little corner here. Fantastic. Let's get that on a plate. Wow, look at that. Look at that. Oh, and there's some cascading berries. You're right, where the center hole was. So I'm just gonna sneak these on. Look at that. Look at that. Isn't that fun? <gasps> wow, I've this... never seen an angel cake before. Have you had an angel cake? Mm -hmm. Never no, I grew up never beheld an one in my vision. This that is, is so exciting. Fantastic. Should we do it? Yeah. No, we should. Do you want the icy end or the fruity I'll take end? the icy end. I'll there you go. The icy end. Okay. Dive in. Go on. Are we... Yeah, we're totally yeah. doing that. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. Well, Cheers. Thank you to everybody for such a wonderful time here it's at Eiford. Great to see you. All of you um, for really spending your time with me, but also just for me to be able to experience, you know, what ancient peace really means. Well, cheers to cheers that. Cheers to that. <laughs> Perfect Horatio. Mm. Mm. That's amazing. Isn't it? It's light. Who knew Americans make cakes? <laughs> you now know. <laughs>
the most brilliant day out here at Eiford Manor and Gardens. I mean, it's, it's more than I could have ever expected. So I've come here really to visit the gardens and of course meet this one too. So sweet and to visit the gardens, but I learned so much more, not just about how special these gardens were, but really what they meant to Harold Pito, who of course designed them and really put such incredible thought into making sure that the synergies around the world were brought together. But of course, with Jack learning how to make the perfect tea sandwiches and Troy guiding me <laughs> in the Japanese garden. So it's just been a wonderful, incredible day out. The architecture, the landscape, but of course, the ancient piece.